come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. We're a movie review and talk show podcast that comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not, in our quest for total world domination. Hey, you. Yes, you can help us out with that by going over to wherever you found us and hit that like or subscribe button. All of that stuff helps us get found by other like-minded folks like you, and we would really, really appreciate it because then we become the fastest-growing podcast in the universe. These uh, On this plane, in hell, everywhere. <laughs> all, across all dimensions. All yeah. dimensions the multiverse. Yeah, yes. the multiverse. Yes. Well, let's introduce these people who are talking to you. They're the Internet Radio Superstars. Holly. Michaela. Sean. And I'm Colin. And tonight we watched the movie that was chosen by... Sean! What did we watch and where did we go tonight? (laughs) We, well, we watched... It's the spooky season, everybody. It is spooky season. We're getting into the spooky season. What's spookier than being dragged to hell? That's right. That's pretty spooky. (laughs) So we watched... As spooky as you can get. I mean, I would say so. Really. So we watched Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. Mm -hmm. Good choice. What year? 2009. That's a late entry in the uh, yeah from the the decade that we're we're honing in on is the second golden age of horror. Mm-hmm. Sure, yes. Would this be an entry in that gold second golden age? I well, we'll find out. Well, maybe, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So Sam Raimi, obviously, he's a he's coming uh, off of Spider Man. Spider Man. Which one? Three. 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 Yeah. Saying. Don't you guys specify? Because there's a big drop off in quality there. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's a, a Hall of Fame, Saturday Night Freak Show Hall of Fame alumni because he was uh, previously did what? Intruder? He, he was, was in Intruder, Intruder. yeah. yeah. Uh, we did Evil Dead. Yep, the original. Dark Man. Yes, we did. Oh, Dark favorites. Man. So yeah, Dark go. Man's great. Dark All right. Great. Well, I mean, you can't do a show like this and not have Sam Raimi as an alumni, I suppose. Right. So I mean, definitely not. That's right. His I'm just glad we're not in, like, we didn't put three Spider-Mans on the board to get him in. You know what I mean? I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I think that would break me. We could do part three. I was going to say, we could do three. terrifying as it is. I'm just, like, when you said that, I was picturing us watching all three back-to-back, like, three weeks straight of Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and that would break me. We've seen all the Halloweens. I mean, why not Spider-Man? Yeah. All right. There's don't a difference tempt, there. Don't uh, tempt Kyle or Sean with that. Don't. Yeah, don't, I yeah. got Short Circuit 2 in the pipe. You keep oh, talking boy. like that. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> I'd uh, rather do that than another Halloween, Sean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well here's the uh, uh, truth is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, obviously, Sam Raimi is a big name in the horror genre because primarily he directed Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 and then Army of Darkness, which yeah. isn't really a horror movie. No. No, it, that's like a fantasy movie. Yeah. Yeah. But the Evil Dead 2 is like the movie that all the 80s kids saw in slumber sleep, sleepovers and stuff like that. It's yes. a it's a titan in the genre. Um, There's a few Wait, things right in. And I have an Evil Dead 2 question for you guys. Oh. I, I'm of the opinion that I, I think it's better than the first it's one. I like it. Yeah. But sometimes some people, that's a controversial opinion. Well, so, what you want, what only, you yeah. like. They are. I think when even when we were talking about it on the show, it was the first one is like a horror movie. Right. And the second one is a horror comedy and i yeah. think that's where like your your people who are like i like horror movies say evil dead but i think 
it's very amateurish. It's cool because it was made by 23-year-old kids. Right. But I think later, the remake, which is produced that by them, is basically them going like, okay, we can do this as like a real right. movie. But yeah. that you know? first one is kind of unintentionally funny. That first oh, one yeah. is not as... People say it's a horror movie. It's got a lot of comedic elements. It in does. That first which one are still like... Too. Shut up, Linda! <laughs> like, yeah. that's a joke, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I think they took all that stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. part two is Evil Dead on cocaine. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just... Whew, the three yeah. Stooges, I guess. Yeah, always basically. Been like yes. the, yeah. But like pace wise, it's so much more watchable. Yeah, mm. so much more. Yeah, I just, it, I, yeah, I like how how much it escalates things. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it remakes the first one basically in the mm-hmm. first like twenty minutes yeah. or whatever. So right. you really yeah. only need Evil Dead two. And then Army of Darkness is like him trying to do like a Ray Harryhausen movie or something. That's a like studio that. movie too. Like. Mm. Yeah, that's why there's three different cuts of it. Yeah, well, and that's... What, recently, when I saw Bruce Campbell do the drive-in thing last summer, he said, he's like, I only made one studio movie in my life, and that was Army of Darkness, and it didn't do well. And like mm. then like then he moves on from talking about it. Like, that's, that's <laughs> it the end of it. It didn't do well. Yeah. I remember that one. Uh, but, I mean, it has, like, a cult following where... That and Big Trouble in Little China seem to be, like, from that... Those couple years, right. like everyone seemed to have seen those movies. Yeah, and like, they don't even know that it's connected to Evil Dead. No, right, no, no, right. Just people fans. who yeah. love Army of Darkness. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. there's other, yeah, yeah. other. Okay, <laughs> I feel like like I heard of Army of Darkness before I heard of any other. Like growing up, I heard of that before I heard of Probably. any other Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell, like that was my cornerstone for Bruce Campbell. And it yeah. sucks because that's the best cosplay to do of Ash is Army yeah. of Darkness. It's yeah. like it's like my least favorite movie, but the best version of the cosplay. Because yeah. you, you get the ripped open shirt and the chainsaw hands and right. the belts. Like it's the best look. It's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is ironic. I think that the uh the Ash versus Evil Dead TV show didn't have the rights to Army of Darkness. Yeah. So they have to kind of skip over yeah. <laughs> too bad. the events right. of the movie. Yeah, they never mention it. Mm-hmm. I now that you say that, Colin, they've never mentioned <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because wow. we have canon rights. divergence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they touch on everything else that's ever happened to that character. That's the yeah. thing. Like, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Well, the, I know that uh, Sam Raimi, like uh, you know, for being such a, a titan in in horror, you know, and just as it's assumed, like Sam Raimi's a horror guy, right? Uh, really, only has uh, as far as horror movies go. Uh, the two Evil Dead movies. I mean, I'm not even considering Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. It's not, really, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then he did do the first episode of uh, of Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so in there, it's like, so why are we still considering like Sam Raimi like this big horror guy? Sean, yes. Sean has I have an answer. In the, in the air. <laughs> Ghost Sean. House. He produces a lot of horror movies. He's still involved very much. In I do feel like I see his name a lot as like presents or like Sam Raimi presents or yeah. uh, Sam Raimi produce executive He's producer like to a lot. Of yeah, yeah, like Wes Craven. Yeah. It's yeah. the same kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like the biggest things I think that maybe he he uh, was a producer on Thirty Days of Night. Uh, when oh that came wow! Out. Yeah, stay tuned for that. And uh, the Grudge, obviously, and that right. spun off. Like, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of American right. versions of that, and he's the the executive producer on that. Um, there was like a period of time, I think, like there were these direct to video movies where uh, Ghost House and I think the eight films to die for were like right. competing. They would buy these movies at film festivals and put them out and like ghost house presents. I can't even yeah. remember what the titles are, uh, but there was, you know, several years of that. Um, but okay. So, um, so he has this reputation in the horror field, uh, horror, you know, I mean, his name is like up there with, uh, uh, Wes Craven or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Because he's one of the guys who, um, was able to move from low budget horror into, 
uh, big budget studio movies. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, obviously, that the, the Spider-Man uh, trilogy is the probably the biggest of those. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, he had done, like, a lot of other stuff, like these dramas and comedies and, like, I mean, that's what I said. For love, For of, love the game, of the game. yeah, you know? which is a real outlier, but, I mean, maybe he just <laughs> well, loves baseball. Oz Great and Powerful is, like, what, the year after this? It is. It, no, it's uh, 2013. It's the movie. It was that after, late? Yeah, it's the movie after this, but it's not the year after. And this is also the other reason I brought this tonight, so I could delay Michaela's Oz Great and Powerful <laughs> no. for, for at least a little while, I'm hoping. No, I'm I, hoping that gypsy magic I, helps. You know, never seen it, and I'm happy with that. I, I hope I never have to see okay, that movie. Good. Well, the irony is... I <laughs> have seen Just take it a and it's like uh you know once you get to a certain budget level it seems like anybody could have made that movie you yeah, know? exactly like right. tim burton and sam raimi are almost interchangeable they you have know, the same career me. trajectory they have this very similar career trajectory of like they've got they were known for this hyper stylized very specific sense ability and then the studios got a hold of them and were like uh make this big budget cgi fantasy that will be devoid of any of your style I think it's because obviously on a smaller budget, when you're in charge of this stuff, you can you can kind of oversee everything. The smaller the production is, and the lower the budget. When you get with like Oz and Great and Powerful, I don't think his reach is. But why hire him then? Why not do your Why not do your Colin Trevorrow's and your those fucking bullshit people that have no credit? Like you might as well hire one of those. You know, it's I just. What's the point? <laughs> maybe maybe it's to get a crowd like us to go see it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that's it. Yeah. I think it's to but get. But I have eyeballs. I've seen the trailer. Like well, I know I mean, it looks right. nothing yeah, like not, Sam Raimi. It won't work for everybody. Yeah. Right? But maybe that's like the that's hook. They're some, like yeah. Sam Raimi's doing it. Yeah. Get in here. Like, Give me well, I'm curious. <laughs> right. One, like he flew pretty close to like Oscar area, if I remember, for a simple plan. Right. Like, right. I don't remember if he yeah, was nominated, yeah. but screenplay like, maybe. There was, or Billy Bob, or, you know, I think uh, there was, like, that movie was very well regarded the Mm -hmm. year that that came out. And I know that now he's going back into comic books. Uh, He's doing the Doctor Strange uh, sequel. Because Scott Derrickson, uh, who's another horror guy, right. I guess, left the project. He did the, the original Doctor Strange. Right. And, and the Sam creative Raimi's. differences came up, and they're like, let's get Sam Raimi back in this. Yeah. We need a horror guy, apparently, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So okay. there you go. I'm it's going to be as indistinguishable from any other Marvel movie. It won't look anything like a Sam Raimi movie. You I guarantee might it. Well there be might be one real quick camera zoom in <laughs> that's a, a little jarring and that'll be it. Like, like in uh, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man when yeah. he's got the operating scene. Yeah, the Doc, or Spider-Man Doc, 2 on Doc, 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 Doc and everything. Yeah, because yeah, that was all yeah, Evil Dead and his horror roots and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a list of Ghost House movies and it's Jesus. kind of... Okay. We got <laughs> The Grudge, Boogeyman, Grudge 2, uh, the messengers. Oh, stay tuned for that. that. The, I hate. <laughs> it was a Kristen Stewart. Yeah, yeah it was. Mm. Uh, Rise, Blood Hunter. Okay, Thirty Days it. of Night. Uh, yep. Boogeyman. <laughs> all right, here we go. Boogeyman two. Boogeyman three. Grudge three. Drag wow. me to hell. Messenger. Oh, there's a messengers two. Whoa, oh, no. Jesus. Thirty Days of Night. Dark Days. The possession. Uh, the new oh, Evil Dead. Uh-huh. The remake. The Poltergeist remake. Don't breathe. Uh, oh, wow. The new really? Grudge. Yep. Uh, the Unholy, Don't Breathe 2, Night mm. Books, and Evil Dead Rise. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, okay, so. it's not terrible. Like, there's no, some good stuff in there. That, this, there's a run of boogeyman and grudges in wasn't there. That that one, very specific. <laughs> wasn't boogeyman that one was Seventh good. Heaven no. dude in that boogeyman movie? 
Oh, I can't remember. I, I, I saw it. So. The oldest, the oldest brother from Seventh Heaven. Boogeyman Three. Also was. not good. <laughs> I had to watch that movie. Also not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I made a great trailer for. We're it, not though. talking about the eighties. The Boogeyman. We're talking <laughs> about like the mid two thousands. Yeah. New Boogeyman. Yeah. Well, right. Well, so okay. So he keeps producing movies, and he obviously has like a uh, affinity for horror. Mm-hmm. I remember like he was a guy that you know Fangoria would bring in for a guest column of like you know. Uh, top 10 horror movies to watch around Halloween or whatever. So there's a demand, I guess, by 2009, kind of. Either he's going like, okay, I made a big-budget Spider-Man movie that was not well-received, and so it's kind of that retreat thing that that sometimes you see filmmakers do after something goes bad. They go, okay, I'm going to go back and give them what they actually want from right because yeah. it seems like he avoided this for like 20 years that's how you get your credibility back right because like he lost a lot of credibility with spider-man 3 so i'm gonna go back to the people i know that will always be on the convention circuit to see me and make them love me again and that's how i'll get back yeah. in everybody's yeah. good grace i mean it's, it's good strategy it, and that's not <laughs> it a works. idea for like the studio or like anybody funding a project like that to go with it just like all right sam raimi gets his audience back then he works with us and brings that audience over to us yeah and from a studio perspective they generally think of horror movies as being like lesser least less lower budget and like less money to produce so they're usually okay with it but Ah, the idiots but because he's a you know now like studio level a level uh director his movie gets like a decent budget right this is a well budgeted yes uh kind of mid-range it feels like i don't know if you looked up what the cost was but it's not like it's not like a marvel movie it's not not, you know that you know so studios considered to be cheap in in perspective i'm also curious um i mean i know that there was a little bit of a marketing blitz for this movie but i remember what this uh how much it made at the box office well first would you like to guess the budget 40 million dollars ollie i was gonna say 20 30 it is 30 million dollars all right (laughs) bravo bravo and the box office 15 this Ollie. was a success. Right. I'll give you that. So oh. it's not Ooh, it had a okay. big marketing budget. I know that. I, say I remember. Million. I'm going to say 75. 90 million. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, did well. Oh, wow. Okay. Even if you All put right. in 20 million in advertising in that thing, that's yeah. still. A- so it was no malignant, is what we're saying. No. no. Okay. <laughs> it, I mean, it also won, I think. Uh, Best a best horror movie at the Saturn Awards, which is a big deal. Yeah, okay. I remember seeing commercials constantly for this movie. I even saw a billboard for it once. I think it was you couldn't I couldn't escape the advertising for this movie. It seemed like okay. Well, I mean, there's nothing really at this point in time, you know, nothing terribly like it. Um, the movie has like, uh, I mean, I don't know why this was the one because he wrote it, right? Was this him and Ivan Raimi? Uh, yeah, him and Ivan Raimi both mm-hmm. wrote it. Yeah. So this was like, okay, it's Sam Raimi writing and directing a horror movie for the first time in forever, and it's like, okay, well then you got to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess have you guys ever seen a movie called uh, The Night of the Demon? It's also known as Curse of the Demon. No, I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. and it's uh, based on a short story called "Casting the Runes," mm. okay. and that is basically about a guy who doubts that a Satanist has power, and the guy gives him a uh, the runes on a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. And it's basically now you own this, and in like seven days, 
or whatever, <laughs> uh, the demon's going to come and get you. And the only way that the guy, you know, is like, at some point, you have to give this to somebody Wait. else. <laughs> Which is all like the ring. I was like, so it's the ring? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of... I it mean, might have been three days. I yeah. can't remember, well, right. but it was okay. I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, uh, that idea, I mean, we keep coming across it. Uh, it follows and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it keeps coming back. Yeah. The thing that's going to haunt you and you can't get rid of. But maybe you give it to someone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. that's where that tracks back to. Mm-hmm. It's an M.R. James short what story year? or whatever. The story was written in the early 1900s. The movie was made in the 50s. Mm. Um, it sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know. Black yeah. And white. Yeah. It is yeah. black and white. The movie. Yeah. It's pretty good actually. If you can track it down, it's uh, depending on if you're in the UK. I think it's Night of the Demon here. It's Curse of the Demon or vice mm-hmm. versa. Um, okay, so this movie kind of takes a little bit from that and then extrapolates on that and builds like a, a plot and characters and all this. And so who's our main character in Drag Me to Hell? Christine Brown. Oh, let me, well, since we mentioned her, let me read the uh, the tagline on the front of this. Oh, please. Very yeah. good. Christine Brown has a good job, a great boyfriend, and a bright future. But in three days, she's going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I, I mean, like it. Yeah, that's, that's not like wrong. That, that tells you, like, everything. That's yeah. the cold open. That tells you everything that you need to know right, right. now. Just like, oh, okay. It's straight to the point. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Right, she, I mean, yeah, drag me to hell. Yeah. Like, I, you know. There's no confusion that he's going back to horror movies at this point. Like, look, yeah, I yeah. can't, I, I can't make it any clearer. This yeah. is what's going to happen. <laughs> unless, unless I just make a movie called Horror Movie. Yeah, yeah. This is as close as I can get. I, I think the title's fantastic because it sounds like a '70s drive-in movie, doesn't it? You right, see yeah. it on a double feature with I don't know something it does. else. Yeah, you know? it has the Last like Blood a, and Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. yeah, there's like a bluntness to it or something. I don't right. know how else to describe it. It's like there's not like a kind of like uh, some kind of artful flourish to it. It's like no, no. There's no it, it, it's this called drag that. me to oh, hell. It means, you watch the movie. Oh, it means that. No. Drag <laughs> me to hell. Yeah. So I guess we have an expectation that that's uh, somebody's going to get dragged to hell or they're going to have to try and prevent themselves from getting dragged to hell mm-hmm. in the movie. Who is this person who's at the center of drag me to hell? Mm-hmm. I mean, Alison Lohman plays uh, Christine Brown. She have you ever seen her in anything before? Matchstick Men. I looked yeah. it up gamer. Mac- Unfortunately, I, I feel like I'm stop. saying that movie way too much on this yeah, podcast. Say, yeah. I think, but Gamer, yes. I think you're going to Beetlejuice it yourself. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> gamer. I know. She was in White Oleander as well. Yeah. Oh, really? With yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Okay. I don't She's know why, d- but I watched it a lot for some reason. <laughs> She's only why. done like three things since this movie. Like, she's basically stopped acting. Hmm. hmm. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, this movie's traumatic for her. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, because, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing that you have to kind of, I suppose as an actor, expect. I'm sure Bruce Campbell at some point comes in and talks to the actor who's going to be in a Sam Raimi movie and says, like, just so you know. Hey, like, kid. I know, yeah, yeah. I know you want this job, but <laughs> you're going to get the shit beat out of you. And, <laughs> and this is what you will be known for for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's unfortunate it didn't work out that way for her, right? <laughs> like, she should be hitting the convention circuit, honestly. I think people I think would could. be into it. You know, I think yeah. she could make a decent Who knows, in a $90 million dollar movie, that maybe this is what she's going to be known mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Life. Oh, you're the girl from Drag Me to Hell. Um, okay, so uh, give us a setup here. Who is Christine Brown, played by Allison Lohman in the movie? She... Is a what do they say? A loan officer at a bank mm-hmm. uh, who's gunning for a big promotion, as mm-hmm. we're showed in the movie. Sure. Um, and 
She's got uh, men gaslighting her through the entire movie, it yeah. feels like. Yep. Um, there's financial drama in this fin- movie. <laughs> yeah, financial. Yeah. There is. It's like Ghost. I was waiting for you guys to say this, this uh, whole fucking yeah, movie. There were so like, many parts of this movie that were so much like Ghost. <laughs> yeah. She's getting Patrick swayze by a Tony Goldwyn in this movie. It's like yes. the same kind of setup. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty much. So she's she finds herself... I don't know, at a crossroads. She's trying to get the promotion, yeah. but she's, she's competing with a douche that doesn't deserve it. Right. Yeah. And she's yeah. trying to make herself like stand up for her stuff, make mm-hmm. uh, uh, stand up for herself more yeah. and be more assertive. Mm-hmm. Um, make the tough decisions. Make, yeah. As, as we're as told. As her boss says. Yeah. To yeah. make the tough decisions. Um, that's David Paymer as her boss. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You got David Paymer. Pleasantly yeah. surprised to see him. Yeah. I was like, yeah. he's perfectly cast in this. I, yeah. I always like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she and she's got uh, she's got a nice, like it's the front said she's got a nice boyfriend Justin Long is in this mm-hmm. um, Jeepers Creepers he's the star he's, of Jeepers right okay. and he's also mad oh Colin uh, <laughs> yeah he, oh that, wow you took me back with that show I forgot those commercials existed for a while that was a time capsule uh, yeah um, and also depend, how do you guys feel about Justin Long personally I like I him it, okay Honestly, I know him yeah. from like two things I don't have a strong opinion either way he's okay. he's serviceable. Yeah, he I mean, gets the I've job done. In this, yeah. I liked him in this, and yeah. I liked him in Jeepers Creepers. He's in so. a couple things. I really like the movie Going the Distance with mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore. I think I had that movie. Weren't they like yeah. really dating when they made yeah. the movie? Yeah. So, Didn't yeah. They do yeah. No, that was Jimmy Fallon. That was Sorry, Fever Pitch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, Going no. the Distance is one of the more tolerable of the romantic comedies. Is yeah. it? Because yeah. it feels like it comes from it's that funny. era of romantic comedies. Yeah, Again, it's like funny. the 2000s. He, was, he yeah. was, it had like a big comedy run in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. Was he in Scott Pilgrim? No, I don't no. think so. No, but he was, he was in Dodgeball like, and not, uh, uh, accepted. 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 Yeah. He kind of ran okay. with that group a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Yeah. He'd show up and he's been in a lot Zach of Zach and Mary make a porno. Was he in there? <sighs> I feel like I've oh he was because he was the boyfriend of Superman. Oh, uh, Brandon Roth. Yes. That's right. The replacement, yeah, right, replacement right. Superman. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin just shuddered. That made him you shudder. couldn't see it, but Colin shuddered. <laughs> you shuddered like you somebody threw up bugs in your face. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I have feelings about movie. that movie. This movie's um, disgusting. <laughs> this movie Which, like, is it's on brand for Sam Raimi, but like when it has a higher budget and it's more realistic, it's more gross. Yeah. You know, like the the grossness in the Evil Dead movies is comedic because it's so like cheaply done. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's a little um, cartoony and everything. It goes on me, for so long. Yeah, right. this actually made me gag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really gross. Well, is, we I, did watch the unrated version of this yeah. movie tonight. We, we did. To mention that. I, it plays the same way that I remember. Yeah. Maybe there's a little difference with the uh, the cat thing that happens. Uh, yeah, that feels like an. <laughs> that's add-on. where that's yeah. where they chime Maybe. in on the unrated <laughs> stuff. <Maybe>. Really, <laughs> I could be wrong. The but, cat murder. But, yeah, because everything else God. i remember is being in there it's a very the movie is very heavy on uh the the sound effects my god i mean he just plays oscar for stuff. that foley artist oh, man right but, but yeah. it's like he's not you know i think a lot of uh filmmakers you know it's like you're trying to do stuff that's you know within the realm of reality sam raimi doesn't give a fuck no sam raimi's like i'm just gonna crank these things up yeah. and have the most goofiest sound he accents uh i mean part of the movie is uh that uh, uh this old gypsy woman comes in and uh you know she's asking for an extension on her loan yes and there's a scene where she takes her uh you know her fake false teeth out she's and, gross from the beginning because yeah. she's she's coughing, coughing up gross fluids in, yeah oh, i mean so we God. see the phlegm in her handkerchief mm-hmm. you know 
we hear the sound of her hacking. There's the sound of her like taking. Yeah. Everything's wet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like just accentuated. Yeah. To it's a so crazy gross. level. I mean, I get it. He's trying to say like, you know, that, you know, when, when, uh, Christine is presented with this woman. It's yes. like this woman's extremely off-putting. Yes, you know? especially in yeah. the environment she is. Like the the uh, her being in this very uh, clean. Um, I forgot. It's the a bank. Like, it's very hygienic. Like, it's a bank. Yeah, hygienic. Yeah, like it's sterile. Very, it's like a hospital. It's yeah, just yeah. sterile. sterile. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it's a very sterile environment. She's bringing all her stuff into this. And, yeah, yeah, and she's got one uh, like cataract eye or the something sickness like took that. Her eye. Yeah, <laughs> as she says. This is Lorna Raver playing this part. Mm. I'm, I I don't know her from anything else, but she's mm. great in this role. Yeah, yes. she went Mrs. the distance. Ganish. Yeah, <laughs> played part by her, and then later by a dummy. But you know, hey. Yeah. hey. Um, but she comes in to ask for an extension on her loan, and then it becomes like this question that's given to her, which is kind of unfair. Her boss basically says, "Well, you're up for this promotion, so it's up to you." whether you give her an extension on this loan or not. She's had two extensions before on her mortgage, mm -hmm. so it's your call. And mm -hmm. there comes the whole movie's central conflict. That's the yeah. fulcrum point of the <laughs> yeah, whole where movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where does the universe branch yeah. off to? What yeah. decision are you going to make? Mm -hmm. Right, because it's like in the bank's best interest to fork, and it's like, well, you know, as Justin Long's character says, it's like, well, you don't pay your mortgage, uh, you know, mm -hmm. then you lose your house. Yeah. And but this is the third time you haven't paid like this is the third time going on paying your mortgage has lasted so long you're about to be foreclosed on so like it's a it's a repeated problem you know yeah. it's not like this is the first time right. she's had yeah, to ask yeah. for an extension right. you know but at the same time it's like you know it the, the woman makes it sound like you know this is my house and if you kick me out of my house I don't have it. Yeah, I mean, this right. is like well, she's very sympathetic. Where she says, "I'm a very proud woman." I'm sorry, I'm doing the yeah. accent. Yeah. It's just, I'm just doing what she said. But she's like, she gets down. She's like, "I've never begged in my life." But well, I will beg her you now. her boss also like puts his fingers on the scales a little bit by telling her, mm. like, "Well, you yes. know, banks make a lot of money on foreclosures." Mm. So like, he's influencing her in the way he wants her to go, yes. which mm. is capitalism. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Mm. there's Fuck a lot your of people, feelings. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people trying to manipulate her mm. in this movie. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing that it's also highlighting is that she has the sin of ambition, I suppose, or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like that, you know, desire to to become, I guess, you know, what, the, the uh, climb the corporate ladder. Right. She right. makes that decision, which, uh, you know, I, I like that the fact that the at the end of the movie, she does come around to admit, like, you know, I mean, this is what she ultimately comes to is like i could have you know right granted her an extension right, when she like, said that i was like i'm like lady you ain't fooling nobody like right. we, yeah <laughs> we know but this is this is like such a weird this is what's really interesting about this movie to me is that i don't think this character deserves anything that happens to her in this mm -hmm. movie really no. no because she is put in an impossible position of choosing between bettering her own life or like you know or taking pity on this woman right mm -hmm. and like so no matter what, she's going to lose, no matter what she picks. And I don't think she deserves to literally get dragged to hell for wanting to prove that she deserves the promotion. Right. Yes. I think at, I think at this point, she doesn't deserve it. 
You know what I later mean? Because I, I was almost but like... But she only does other stuff later on where you might think, ah, eh, she kind of deserves she, this. All she wants is this. to be promoted based on merit. Right. Yeah. Which is how promotion should fucking work. Right. Yeah. And it, But the, the scales are not balanced because her boss is playing favorites with mm-hmm. her other co-worker. So she's doing what she has to do to get ahead. Yeah. And so that means basically violating some She doesn't code. want to do this, but right. this is the yeah. position but her boss does. is putting her in. Yeah. Yes. But I guess that's the thing that she's ultimately personally judged for you know by uh the lamia i suppose yes. this is where this uh comes in because later i did get the impression that like oh wow she's like the villain of the movie but it's because she's you know riding on like outside the bounds of you know like right. these are stressors that- <laughs> but also extraneous circumstances i think when you say the star is the villain of the movie that's why like I, think- I never once thought of her as being no, a villain in this movie. Once. Not After once. She killed her cat. She was pushed to to limits that she was not comfortable with because she was trying to save her own fucking life. Yeah, I mean, she did just get whipped around a room. Yeah, like, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I know, that feels I know, like. I know. I know. She's you, like she's the consummate been, victim. Have you ever in this been chased movie? by a goat shaped shadow <laughs> that no, beats you up? Yeah. No, no. So I mean, you don't I, know what you would I, do. I think so because um. I think that's what you have to think of because I personally didn't think she had been stressed enough to murder a cat. That's just right. Me. Yeah, yeah. But this, so, this I also whole movie wasn't takes around a room. Yeah. This whole movie takes place over like three days. Yeah, all it's this stuff happens right. in like it's three days. Yeah. You have to remember as for the I'm actions sorry. that she takes. Yeah, the assault alone is enough. I was gonna say just her coming out of the bank and being assaulted by the old woman Speaking in the car. Of which, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that enough would traumatize me for life. Mm-hmm. Right, but is the old woman right there? I guess this is. Is she right? No, is, no, no. She's not. Crazy the old woman freaking no. the fuck out. Well, she doesn't have the right to attack a person. I'm just saying. But it doesn't like get her her house been... back. Emotionally, she feels right. Well, this is uh, this, this old that... lady's on a vengeance journey. Yeah. Well, she. Well, obviously. I mean, yeah, but it doesn't like, like it doesn't it doesn't make the old lady's life any better by doing this. She doesn't get her house back. No. But she so, thought she was going to because she thought that she was going to live and that basically that the Christine was going to come to her begging for her life, in which case she would exchange her life for her house. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she thought was going to happen, but then that, mm-hmm. that throws another mm-hmm. uh, monkey in the wrench. But that's but that's still like that, that's a horrible thing to do to somebody. Yeah. Like to horrible. Curse them? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's the fucking villain, Colin. <laughs> you know, you could just pay your mortgage. That's, you know, that's look, an option here. what this here. capitalist society has done to you, Michaela. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she chose to go curse and drag you to hell or out when she she could have gone to another bank and been like, hey, I need a loan to cover my ass for this mortgage. I suppose she does lean on the evil. That yeah. Is, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. That, is, that is her default mode, it seems. Uh, maybe, maybe not default mode, but she, she goes there quick. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um. So, or the, she could have moved in with her daughter. That was an option, but she literally said she was too proud to do that. Yeah. So her yeah. own pride is her own yeah. fucking pride. Which I'm sorry, but her pride doesn't seem to come into play with all the other weird shit she does. Yeah. I know. Like she, you figure if you have magic at your fingertips, like you can actually like make some of the stuff happen for yourself uh, uh, yeah. on your own. She you can think, make money I appear think, with these magic right? powers. Yeah. Oh, she might get punished for that. Yeah. I don't know how these rules work. I don't know how it works either. So but basically, she might, yeah, yeah. she might get punished for assaulting someone in their car. Yeah, how well, about that? by the law, yeah. maybe not by. And that's where it like <laughs> you know. takes it. To, oh, the like, powers that be are okay with assault. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're going to come down and be like, "Stop the police will," but yeah. you know, whatever she prays to is. The fuck is she down. praying to? I don't know. <laughs> Gypsy. Demon goats. Yeah, gypsy uh, uh, 
demons or something like that. She the the thing in the garage. So basically, she assaults her in the garage, and uh, so she can gain a personal object from her that she can put a. I curse think assaulting on. is like really glossing over this. this. Is yeah, a hell of a fight scene. This yeah. is this is one of the weirdest sequences I have. But seen one of in the best. But the, but the start of it with the handkerchief going around the back of the car and the camera turning oh, with it, and then great. she's in the that back seat. Because I was want they they got me. I was that watching was that genius. handkerchief yeah. the whole time. I'm yeah. like. Ooh! Yeah. yeah, there's a the old yeah. woman's creepy sitting in the the dark in the back seat. Good reveal. And then Love there's it. a fight scene that is a Sam Raimi like extendo scene where yes. it's gross as hell. There's teeth being knocked. Maniacal out. laughing. Uh, there's they're gnawing. There is gum, toothless gnawing yeah. on people's oh. faces. <laughs> and, Can you imagine if someone come like, if I just came up to you and went ah on the bottom like, of your face? Yeah. And she was like spewing phlegm the entire yeah. time. I mean, yeah, it's disgusting. The ruler, well, she didn't know the her ruler teeth down her throat makes oh, yeah, my she throat hurt. Her throat with a ruler. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's a- like it's like turned on its side, so like the edges would definitely like get your throat. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there's a and stapler. Wh- and yeah. why is this old lady so strong? Yeah, she's, she's got like super. Why strong. is she so she's strong? Very angry. <laughs> I'm sure, like 50 years ago, she she asked for it. Yeah. At some point, I'm guessing. I'm sure she's, she's accumulated powers over this time. All right. Well, let me ask you this about this scene then. Okay. Like, uh, so I mean, obviously, we're we're we know that it's a horror movie. Is this a horror? Is it a horror scene or a comedy scene? It's hor- it was horrifying to me. It was horrifying. Yeah. I was. There are some funny elements, but I would say it is a horror scene. Yeah, yeah. It's like horror slapstick. Yeah, little, yeah. Which yeah. is what well, Sam Raimi does, I mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Brands. That's his shtick. But right? this is more like of a tone, a more horrifying movie than say, like Evil Dead Two. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. so. Yeah. I, I think was so. more horrified. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of body horror in this movie. A lot. There is, yeah. You're saying like uh, fluids uh, being Fluid, squished yeah. around. Yeah. Right. Trauma. And- they also shoot the, I mean, the she was like scary. And especially when like she goes down below the car, she's like, I beat you, you bitch. Yeah. Which was funny. But she goes down below the car and it waits a beat. And then she, when she comes up with the brick. Whatever sound design they had on that, that that was fucking creepy. They're just mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it was good. Like, it's creepy. It always sounds very like Tim Burtony, but like yeah. a little bit darker than Tim Burton. No. Even you know, like, it sounded mm-hmm. like she was coming from hell. Or Danny Elfman, I guess I should say. You know, mm-hmm. I'm surprised yeah. Danny Elfman didn't do the music. But I know, yeah. I'm, I'm me too. too. Yeah. Christopher Young, the other dependable uh, horror movie. Yeah, yeah, that constantly. Um. So in the scene, we have the curses placed upon Christine. Uh, I remember when I saw uh, the the theatrical trailers for this movie, I actually thought they were remaking. Anybody see a movie called Thinner? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinner is how it's pronounced. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm like, didn't I see the trailer for this? Like, oh, this is a new thing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. gypsies again. That is a movie where nothing happens. He, the guy gets thinner. Yeah, that that's yeah. the movie. That's it. You, you guys have yeah. seen it. Like, I, I I seriously thought about putting that on my list before, and then yeah. I was like, wait, no, nothing yeah. happens. Literally, in that nothing movie. happens. Yeah. Nothing no, happens I'm sure in that a, movie. I'm sure there's a mockbuster called like Gaunt or something that yeah. that's probably way better than that. It's a better title though, actually. Yeah. Gaunt's a good yeah. title yeah. for something. Mm-hmm. Gaunt. It's a great word. Ooh. I like that. Uh, copyright. Uh, copyright. Twenty twenty one. Sign every show. Gaunt. Can you copyright the word Gaunt? I am now. All right. Copyrighted title. Sure. Why not? All right. Sure. But yeah, would you put the curse on him and thinner? 
dinner, she literally just pointed at him and goes, dinner, like three times. And then like, that's it. And, I don't like, think you're she like, has like a personal item in there. No, she's, just she's like, points. Yeah. yeah. She's just like you. Yeah. Spellcasting has become more complicated. Yeah. Right? Technology has come in and everything. You I know. would really love to have that curse put on me. <laughs> well, she has uh, yeah. like Can this. Can just thinner hair? Yeah, yeah, just right here. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the problem. And thinner. Well, okay. It's a Stephen yeah. King book in a movie, but yeah. Uh, so, um, the, uh, so then I guess like the, the first stage of this is you have to get your character to believe that they're possessed. So how does that? And we also know because the helpful opening credits tell us that this curse takes three days to manifest itself. Right. On the first day, you're going to hear the wind. And then the second day, the Lamia is going to like mm. pester you. And then the third day, you know, it's going <laughs> well, to did, pester Didn't she say something me. about three Excuse shames me. too? Wasn't there three shames like physical shame and. Something else and something because like they're in the first day. There's all the talk about like, oh, you used to be heavy, didn't you? You used to be fat, and then like there was there was like three. They were talking about the shames. Shame comes up a lot. Shame comes up a lot. That was actually why she cursed her. It wasn't because she didn't you know uh, give her the loan. It was because when she was you know the proud woman woman begging Mm -hmm. you know for her and she is publicly shamed as Christine's like get off me and. You know, calls, what was she, she su- should be. What was she, she supposed to put that there? What was she supposed to do in this situation? Right, as yeah. she should be. The woman is like grabbing at her. Yeah. Like I would call security. She was too. Like, like wiping her mouth on her skirt. Yeah, like it yeah. was disgusting. This yeah. is like this weird like meeting of the old world and the new. And there's like certain you know social <laughs> boundaries that you don't cross. Yeah, She's crossing them. And, and it's security like, was very gentle with her. Oh, yeah. They didn't even touch her until it was. They yeah. literally just stood there and like let it play out. And they're like, okay. Time to go, ma'am. It's like, yeah. okay, like you're lucky the cops and you're at a bank. You can't fuck around at a bank, man. They'll call they'll no. hit that red button under the counter real quick on you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Holly, can you speak to this? Yeah, Having been someone who works at a bank. It's very Yeah, true. when yeah. the yeah. when the gypsy came in and cursed you, how yeah. did that yeah. did they get her out there real quick? Um, not as fast as I would have liked. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. there was some hustle. Did, did, did they rough, did they rough her up a bit? <laughs> right? I did. Yeah. Did you tell them you're like, here's a twenty, rough her up a little bit yeah. so she doesn't come back? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I don't work at a bank anymore. Yeah. Right. Fewer gypsy curses Fewer. there, right? right? Not working at a bank. I moved from a bank to financial aid. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I feel like in and of itself. It is. I feel like I'm so anxious if I worked at a bank, I'd always have like one finger on that red button. You know, I'd always be ready for it, you know? So, yeah, something. <laughs> Especially now because you have to go into a bank wearing a mask, whereas before it's like you can't even yeah. have sunglasses know, right. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I'd yeah. really always have that finger ready yeah, on that red like, button. God damn it. This makes yeah. it harder for everybody. You don't know? Robbery or gypsy curse. I mean, either one's mm-hmm. uh you're taking your chance mm-hmm. yeah, you robbery know? or the cold our robbery happened on my day off oh there you go <laughs> yeah i looked out <laughs> they didn't want to fuck with you they yeah. were like let's wait till yeah, she's let's off let's yeah. go on a tuesday yeah. <laughs> um okay so she so how do we uh, uh get the um impression that she's being haunted or whatever how what happens well she's hearing things she's seeing things as you do when you're cursed and haunted um, Go- goat Feratu comes up her stairs creeping up. Oh, yeah. It looks she, like a little I mean, nose for Atu, yeah. but it was like, oh, yeah. that's a really good yeah. description. Yeah. It is pretty cool. It's like, it's only seen as, uh, I assume, a CGI, like, uh, shadow on the yeah. wall or yeah. something like that. And um, it's like the afternoon, which, like, there's something really unsettling about being haunted in, like, at, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you know? right? like, for sure. It reminds me of being uh, being home when I was younger and when my parents weren't there. It was just, like, me and one other brother, and we were very young. And yeah. it's broad daylight, but you hear a noise you don't know in a big house, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. 
And and at some point, like the specter of the old woman, like shows up and vomits. Uh, uh, well, I think th- it's after the fly, like uh, the fly scene. Oh, oh, death fly. This was gross. She does, too. Yeah, because there. Wait, before we get to that, there's another. She is attacked again in her home by the spirit. Right. Yeah. Soon after the first attack, she kind of gets like thrown around. She does. She gets thrown around a little bit. Um. And oh, we didn't mention after she gets attacked by the old woman in the, the parking garage, she sees the psychic. She does. Is that right after that? She yeah. The psychic. Or it's right it, after that. Okay, that's right after. that. Yeah, she gets yeah. her palm read by Ram Joss, who's like a mystic. Who um, I like the interplay between like Justin Long and him. Like yeah, mm-hmm. Justin Long's like he doesn't believe in any of this. They're discussing philosophy or arguing kind of a little bit of philosophy. Yeah, but this guy's actually read all this stuff, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like okay, you know. And then he's like, you know, you've it's been like, cursed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where the psychic like is like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. It's such a powerful uh, demonic force. Mm-hmm. But he's, of course, going to become like the uh, central sounding board, I guess, throughout yes. the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's like, well, we could try this. This, this guy's a, a lot to blame for this movie as well. He's part of the problem here because well, he's I- not upfront and honest about the situation. And it causes more destruction than it could if he was just honest to begin with. You I know? mean, he- well, um, I think we'll get to that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but he's also like, I think he knows he's not working with science here. He he, he really is just like, but he's, w- he's withholding really important information True. for, et- for what reason? True. Like, well, do you think she's, well, yeah. Well, no, I mean, we can talk about it, yeah. I guess. Right? Do you we'll, think she's we'll- more likely to give it to someone before she goes through everything or after? Well, we're saying, I guess, to set it up, yes. that, that uh, he does not tell her. So basically, like the Lamia, this demon thing that's yeah. been summoned, is going to come after the person who owns the, the the button off of her coat. Yes. And she owns it. doesn't matter if she burns it or whatever. Yeah. She's lit- he literally owner. says, you are the owner who is cursed. It's not the object who's cursed. He tells her that. Yeah. And so what he doesn't <laughs> tell her until later on when she's very desperate, it's like, well... The owner of the object will be cursed. Mm-hmm. And so you could hand this off to somebody else mm-hmm. and make right. a gift of it. Right. Af- so, yeah. After she's murdered her cat and her boyfriend's paid $10,000, he tells this. Yeah, she murders the cat because uh, that's like a, maybe we can make a sacrifice to appease but the I, uh, I will, demon. I will say, like, if if we were given this choice right now, I'd be like, okay, a human will literally lose their life and be dragged to hell. Or we could try the $10,000 in killing an animal. Yeah. It does seem like I would try those options first. It's just that it's the fact that he straight up lied to her is the problem. Is that is it's the fact that he said it doesn't matter who owns the button, you're the one who's cursed, and then later says the complete opposite. That's the well, problem. He does say that he would be an accomplice to it. Mm-hmm. And that's his decision. He's like, I don't I mean, he, that could that's all and up I, to him. He's like, I don't want to be an accomplice yeah, to this, I, so I recall I'm him not saying that her. you couldn't destroy the button, but I don't know if he said that you couldn't give it away. He said he said you're the owner of it. Right. The owner and, is cursed. And later he says that yeah. if she formally gives it to someone, they are now the mm-hmm. owner. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I I think at the time but he's he could have said that. No, right I know. Up front. he could have like, said that earlier <laughs> because like that's that's what the ring is. Like we're saying, right? The ring is you give it to somebody else; it's their problem. It follows you. Give it to somebody else. Can you imagine if we watched the ring and they're like, "You got to kill a cat first, then you got to pay ten thousand dollars." <laughs> Actually, you could just copy this videotape. We'd be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't you just say that to begin with?" You know, it is, like it's a moral dilemma. Yeah. yeah but I, I think that's it, right? It's a moral dilemma because it's ultimately at the point where he first sees her, it's her responsibility. She's the one who offended the woman and got yes. cursed. Mm-hmm. It's like because of this choice that you made, right? 
And we're talking about like, yeah, you're going to go to hell. And there's still at this point, we have options. There's things that we can maybe do to try and appease the spirit right. or get it away. Right. Because for all I know, this could, this, could be, this could be easier than we think it is. Yeah. Like, but he knows. But he, that, well, you could give it to somebody else. Off? But he's going like if, I said, he's not working. I don't think he knows he's working with science. He's yeah. like, this could be. I, I was going to say, I think also like because at one point he gives her the book and he's like, oh, we can try these things. I think he is just like maybe while she was gone, he was he found he something else and right. was like, oh, maybe she can just give it away. This is why you don't put your life in the hands of charlatans and scam artists, you know, because <laughs> you're going to end up killing She's your cat true. and going $10,000 in debt but when you could have just handed off a button to somebody. But they're the only people who know anything about this stuff. Well, I suppose unless you do your own research. There's always you get a that. second opinion, yeah. Colin. You go to another psychic and say, hey, what <laughs> right, do you know go, about this? Yeah. Scam yeah, artists. Yeah. See how they yeah. feel. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a series of escalating events that basically happened to kind of drive her out of her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the meantime, there's the whole, you know, stress of the promotion is coming. Uh, there's a scene that takes place. So uh, stressful, it makes you want to vomit. Yeah, or Ooh. bleed from or your nose uh, in a geyser <laughs> on your boss. And like, oh, it's like, and they're apparently move past it with no problem. Yeah. Like, the boss yeah, never nobody, nobody checks on her. Why is there not uh Hey, about yesterday, <laughs> you like internally you bled okay? all over me. Yeah, because yeah. that's a lot of blood. That's a, it was a hilariously. I mean, that's where you know, this is the line. Yeah, it's the line that Sam Raimi's uh, treading here. Where it's like, yeah, it's disgusting, but it's also funny. Yeah, <laughs> that there's that much blood coming out of a person just hosing down. Yeah, get death. in my mouth. Yeah, is there any in my mouth? <laughs> so good. That's um, pretty funny. <laughs> So as this stuff escalates, there's also another stressor, which is she's, uh, you know, apparently she hasn't known Justin Long's character for very long. A year. A they've year. Been yeah. a they've year. been dating a year, a year. is what yes. he says. And the there's like a class uh, struggle uh, going on with his parents that oh, yeah. maybe she's not going to be good enough. Right. You know, she's as, a farm girl. Like that is this movie's got from. everything, Colin. Misogyny, <laughs> capitalism, classism. It's all there. It's all right? there. You know, everything you'd probably want. some xenophobia with with Romani people, I'm sure, is is couched in this as well. <laughs> but it's got everything. But yeah, she's like from the wrong side of the tracks because she's from a farm. She was oh, once, that's uh, some real Ms. elitist shit. Ms. Pork chop or something. Pork queen. Uh, pork the queen. pork queen. Yes, she was which, the pork queen. Which, pork which comes back at the end <laughs> in a funny way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, they're like, well, you know, for our son or whatever. But I like the scene that, that, that finally we go to their house and there is this like, you know, because there's all this tension, which yeah. you don't expect in this kind of. There is like an actual love story happening here. Like the Justin Long character is a pretty straight up dude. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, he loves her. And is willing to do like, okay, things are going fucking crazy, but I am willing to go all in on this for you, even though I don't understand it. You right. Know? Yeah, and that make is a leap some, of faith. That's love. But he takes her to his uh, parents' house for a dinner. And that's where, you know, it's like there's this tension because you're like, this is going to go horrible. They're mm-hmm. going to hate her. But there's a moment where she like confesses to them that like her mom was an alcoholic and that's like an in with the Justin Long's mother and yes. they have like a bonding moment. You're like, it's no, nice. this is all going to work out. It yeah. feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is, Colin, this is what 50% of Gilmore Girls is. Oh, oh boy. this whole scene. This whole scene, I, I was like, this is Gilmore Girls. Girls. Tense <laughs> family thing. dinners with like East Coast snooty blue bloods. Yep. That's what all of what Gilmore Girls is. Demons, demons, demons behind doors? Yeah. No, Girls? it's just a lot of terse discussion. Yeah. Damn, I will not so. be watching it. <laughs> but it, <laughs> There were demons. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there is a demon here who... Uh, Only he, she can hear. 
Yeah, so it kind of makes it seem like she's crazy, yes. <laughs> you know. Kinda, like, yeah. which right. Justin Long, I mean, he is a very dedicated person. But he should have jumped him in like she's been through some trauma. If he hasn't already yeah. explained it to her, it's like she's been through some trauma, uh, a gypsy attack, like literally yesterday. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it is. Yeah. So yeah. Well, he was advising that like we probably shouldn't go to True. this uh, dinner, but you know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're gonna make the best of it, and then it becomes like a horrible. Uh, everything's blown, and. Uh, then I think at that point she's like, okay, you know, because uh, was Is that this where she's going to get some? Yeah, that's a that's a Ash line, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's written Come into the some. movie. That is, yeah, that that would only sound right if Bruce Campbell was saying it. Yeah, yeah. there's a centerpiece scene, I believe, that takes place before this, where uh, uh, this is where this was six thousand dollars that we were talking about that she spends uh, is to uh, the woman. There's a, a, a medium who dealt with the Lamia before in, a, in like a pre-credit sequence. Right, from the cold open. And so this is like a big fucking to-do, because if you're going to do a seance scene in a movie, you know, there's been so many of them, you have to go big. And Sam Raimi yes. does go big yes, in this does. scene. What was the most <laughs> unexpected moment in this scene? Bitch goat. <laughs> have you not seen Evil Dead 2? I knew that was coming. As soon as that goat came out, I was like, that as as goat's going to like, talk. That, that yeah. directly walked over from Evil Dead 2 yeah. into this movie. That head jumped still, off the wall and came over here. It still made me giggle. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's hilarious. There's a, a goat, a talking evil goat the puppet yeah. that shows up. You remember the horse from Prom Night 2? The rocking horse that too. got all horny and veiny and shit. Oh, I forgot about that. You remember that? That's yeah. what it kind of reminded me of. Where it's, just, it's just like crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> I blocked that. There. Yeah, I mean, most people would. <laughs> but yeah, this yeah, this scene, like, he does go big. Uh, a little detriment to the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie, but this is a, a spectacular scene. Like, this is, mm-hmm. a, um, I mean, this is what I would want if I went and saw Medium. I love yeah. that Lamia calls her a filthy pork queen. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was like, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and you think I'd take your cat, and it actually spits up the dead cat. Yeah. And like, I want your soul. I, I just love this set piece, the old creepy ballroom. Like, I just yeah, love it. this it's house so is cool. incredible. Is this yeah. really, house really in Pasadena? It I want to go see like it. You it's know, it's a museum or yeah, something. Yeah, it's that, so you know, cool. Probably that they got access to, but it's grand. It's great. Marble yeah. and really high ceilings and pillars everywhere. And, yeah. You know, like you're pulling energies from everywhere mm-hmm. in a place like this. That's it's right. Like built for it. It That's looks like it something says, right? you'd see in a Mexican soap opera, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right. And like, welcome to my carvings around yeah. The, yeah. I'm like, who built this and did all these frescoes and the paintings and all this stuff? Right. People used to care, Colin. Because yeah. being a medium, apparently back then, was a lucrative business that it's, could result in... It could be lucrative now still. Like, she's getting that, 10 grand to, you know, exercise know. demons yeah. and shit. Teresa Caputo is still... Maybe she lives... Oh, yeah. Don't even. So... She's got something on the back of her head, too. Yeah. Her hair. That's what <laughs> Shit, that explains it. Okay, it's, it's really. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. It's, it's, it's really. Uh, you know what? Back there, telling her what to say. Right. That's how she communes with the dead. It's doing the readings. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. I like. I, you All know right. what? Let's spread this conspiracy theory. I, I like see, these are the good ones. I like. Yeah. Okay. How's she going to disprove it? Is she going to show us the back right. of her she head? Shave her head. Yeah. You know. <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. Well. 
Look her up, guys. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, we also have like, there's a little bit of an Evil Dead thing here with a guy like uh, suspended in air dancing yes. around Shooting and like all that sort of stuff. Yeah other, yeah. yeah. other people are uh, possessed by this thing. Um, they're Igor. I forgot his name, but he feels like an Igor. Yeah. 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 The assistant who showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. But this doesn't possessed. work. That's the problem with mm. it. That uh, Her last they, words before the, I mean, eventually the stress of this whole thing, she's like, I couldn't. And then she dies. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, she said I couldn't. Yeah. yeah, this is not over. So it's still, even though they exp- exercise it from the the seance, it's yes. still gonna haunt her. So then Ram Joss gives her the like, well, okay, you could make a gift of this. So then she has to make a decision of who she's going to condemn to hell. Yeah, and so there's like the scene where she's in a diner, like looking at all these. Pa- patrons, mm-hmm. you know, going like, well, who and am I going to give this? We are Scouting. all yelling at the TV at this point, like, <laughs> or at least I am. But yeah. like the uh, the obvious answer is, give it to your boss or give it to Stu. Give it to somebody that fucking deserves it. Yeah, because is- passing off on a stranger seems so just like out of left field. Yeah, yeah. This is the I think this is the part where we know where we are. I don't think the movie does because I th- like you said, like we should be at the point like we know. Her boss and Stu have Yeah, why is the character behind us? Like, if she's trying to yeah. think of someone to do it to, she eventually gets there. Yeah. But the audience is screaming it, and she eventually gets to it, so it kind of feels like it should have happened. Yeah, because yeah. Stu, Stu yeah. comes yeah. over to the diner and then, like, has this tearful, you know, thing, and then she's like, okay, well, then I'm you don't deserve it. Who does deserve it? Then she This decides, is the financial drama we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but... I think you're right, because narratively, it's like the movie is losing some kind of momentum at yes. this point. I think, you know, when people say they have a problem with the ending of this movie, I think, like, it's because of the gear shifting that's happening here. Yes. Because there's also another thing that's happened that any astute movie watcher is aware of, and that's that, you know, early in the movie, uh, Chekhov's uh, coin yes. is put into an envelope and yes. So then, because your boyfriend's a coin nerd, right? Yeah. And this is, yeah, like you said, this is also happening right now. And you should like. We know is she's it got, obvious. Yeah, yeah it should, oh, it's, it's obvious it's, as hell. They get, okay. the, yeah. the envelopes get mixed up. Right. This seems very obvious. Yeah. Like we should all be like, well, obviously the coins got switched, so she's doing this. And that's like you said, that's that's what kind of brings us down because I know this is all for naught. Right, because like, I know there's going to be a reveal of it. That's the right. problem. It's, a, it's yeah. a problem when you're five steps ahead of the movie. Yeah, you know? and if, like yep. I said, because there was a certain point where the scarf comes back and starts attacking her. I'm like, and like I yelled out in the middle of the movie. I'm like, it feels like we're going backwards. Yeah, like, yeah. we shouldn't be we're going delaying backwards. Delaying getting yeah. there, and it's like, why? Why are you delaying getting there? It's like we already know. Like yeah. all the right. pieces are in right. place here. Do yeah. we think this is a script problem or an editing problem? I think it's a script problem. I think it's an editing thing because just because of that scarf scene mostly. I think. Because, like, why is yeah. that Why is that happening, yeah, even? Yeah, shouldn't be at that point. But it's I written think, into... I mean, I assume they, yeah. they wrote it. Yeah. And they kept well, yeah, it. It's like, yeah. why didn't you cut it out? Is well, that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Just your, cut it entirely. your last offense against yeah. stuff yeah. like this. Yeah. So I think it ends up being cut an fat. editing problem. Yeah. Yes. Because other stuff was probably, you know, written in and all that stuff. Yeah. There's stuff from the script that's not in this movie. And I think it comes down to the editing at this point. Right. Because And everything felt like it was all on the same track up until this point. So why is it derailing now? Yeah. It was going. Yeah. 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 I think he thinks that he's pulled the wool over your eyes. I think so. But unfortunately, it doesn't work. We've yeah. all seen movie. We know that the... Right. We know the classic the mix-up. Yeah. yeah. Right. So she dis- determines that the uh, the person to gift it to is the old woman who cursed her and, you know, clarifies it. Can I make a gift to the dead? Yes, you can. So then she's got to dig up uh, the Sam Raimi graveyard, uh, which is, you know, all... <laughs> yeah. 
uh, crazy and Tim Burton-y and all gothic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she can dig up the old woman's body and give her the curse. Tallest headstones I've ever seen in my life. They're all at least three feet high, yeah. if not taller. Like, the shortest ones are, like, it three feet like, high. like, yeah. the Louisiana, mo- like, mausoleum. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's great gothic and, it looks you know, looks grand yeah. and all, it looks great. it's just kind of like, like... I was going to dig up a gypsy, that's the kind of graveyard I think she's yeah. married in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, take it back, you bitch, and shoves it down into her mouth at some point or her And she, or this poor actress, has covered in mud she's so wet i just imagine she had to be freezing to freezing. yeah this yeah. looks oh. awful yeah it didn't look uh pleasant but i suppose mm. that's what you get from a sam that's why we enjoy these movies because right. it looks like they went through hell to make them right um but we there's nothing even in the editing or the score to really suggest or to throw us off that uh, like uh, she uh, has yeah. actually accomplished the mission you know right. it's like right. the, even the movie knows that like yeah we know you know that right you know that <laughs> she didn't actually yeah, that's the coin right yeah. not the button yeah and so she meets uh so the next morning it's like uh she's gonna get the promotion she's gonna go off on uh like birds are chirping her hair mm-hmm. is all styled and nice she's wearing bright colors mm-hmm. she's meeting justin long yep. at they're the going train to station. santa barbara yeah yep. he's gonna, gonna be great. he's got a ring everything she bought a new coat you know they almost had me <laughs> i i you know like i was like i was almost like Oh fuck! Is this movie just gonna like wrap it up all neatly? Because I was like, that's not very Sam Raimi. Not. You were like, what? They're not gonna have a tragic ending to this yeah. movie? What a bummer! Well, I was. I actually <laughs> thought it was. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. It turns out there's a tragic ending to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Very much so. Did yeah. not see it coming. Because Justin Long's like, oh yeah, you gave me your button on accident. And then boom! But I thought it was going to be him. Is what I thought was going to happen. Oh. I thought he would he would still take oh. him. But well, I guess I, he didn't have the formal discussion, right? You got to have the "I am the owner now" or whatever, right? Yeah. right. She yeah. left it in his car, but didn't get yeah. it. To yeah. Him. yeah, right. Which I think they're maybe they could have fixed that if when she's looking for the envelopes. Like, she finds them both, and she's like, oh, yeah, this one's yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, she's like, oh, and maybe she thinks it's still coming for her, but then it, like, grabs him. Yeah. Like, they could have. Yeah. They, Would that have been better? I don't. Well, let's. I, well, let's put it this way. I saw all of this coming. Maybe it could have been. I also was only because thinking, it'd be shot. It would be surprising. I it thought the train be. was a good freak out. The train was like a nice layer to it that she falls yeah. down on the train tracks and you think, oh, maybe she's just going to hit by going to get hit by the train. Right. And then at the last second, the it the hell mouth opens up and swallows her. You know, yeah. I don't think I would have liked it better if it had been him. No, we want her huh. to die at this point, I think. Well, because I think She's it, going to jail if it's him, to, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It, ultimately, it's her decision. She comes to realize right. it was her decision that put her in that position. You yeah. Know? The whole movie is guilt, right? Yeah. She's, it's the guilt of... Yeah, I'm not saying she deserves it, but he definitely didn't deserve it. <laughs> right. You know? right. That, yeah. Yeah. that would be... That would be pretty Especially yeah. cruel. Yeah. But yeah, it, but it would have got her morally off the hook if she gave it to him without knowing it. She would have been traumatized for the rest of her yeah, life. Well, yeah. 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 And, again, and going would... to jail honestly, for his murder, probably. Honestly, I thought the button was going to get sewed back onto the coat and given to someone. That's where I thought it was going. Like, we'd, she'd, we'd end That's up some point. Stephen King shit, we'd, if I ever heard it. See someone wearing, yeah. And now it's a haunted coat. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it goes to a dry cleaner would, and gets I passed to a bunch of people. Yeah. The coat doing that with its, like, empty <laughs> arms. I'm a haunted yeah. coat. I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. In Fabric. Yeah. It's about that, a haunted dress. Oh, oh, yes. it's, it's, it's not as cool as it sounds. Is it gothically haunted? Is it like. It's a Daniel Day Lewis movie. How haunted do you think? No, no, no. Not the Phantom Thread. Oh. In Fabric. 
that is a haunted dress. It's an yeah. A twenty four movie about a haunted dress. It's, but it's still it's an it's an A twenty four movie. So it's, <laughs> it's a lot of talking from the makers yeah. of Barbarian Sound Studio. Yeah. If you know that one, so um, okay, so I mean, I guess that gets us to the end of the movie. But did we want to go back? Was there something else uh, that we were going to talk about? Moral conflict or something? I can't remember. Oh no, I don't remember. Nope, she gets dragged to hell. Oh, yeah. is she a villain at this point or no? Oh, oh I mean, that's what we talked about at the beginning. But. Right. Um, only because, I mean, I guess I was seeing her as like an antagonist rather than a protagonist. I mean, I get that the movie is walking like a very fine line. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was seeing like a lot of her, like, you know, I'm going to go and give this curse back to, yes, the woman who cursed me. But the woman who cursed me cursed me because I was, you know. But doesn't that make her a hero? Wrong. That she's not passing it off to an innocent person? All these well, are that's valid like saying, questions. I'm a hero I because yeah. I didn't murder Holly. That's like. Yeah, but when I mean, it comes yeah. down to your own survival, like, yeah, it does make you a hero. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I think I mean, maybe we did say that there's a funeral scene. She finds out that the old lady, she does go back oh, yeah. begging for forgiveness, but the old lady died. Right. And she gets not on the, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she can't. I guess that's the comp- the plot complication. Mm-hmm. That, sure. like, I still maintain, I never saw her as a villain. Yeah, I thought not the, once. Old, the old lady was a villain. Stu was a villain. Yeah. Yeah. She was, villain. She was never a villain. A villain. Yeah. We should stop saying that. I don't, she's, she's not a villain. But She was pushed to extremes because of yes. her circumstances yeah. like okay. she was never a villain mm-hmm. yeah i think it's maybe villain more, is okay i'll take back villain i'm is, still gonna use antagonist i, I don't agree same, with that i know i know but, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay but that's just a point yeah. of view thing um i think it may be the movie because it feels like uh i don't know it feels like a weird cheat where she's like yeah i guess you can give it back to the dead like it doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel satisfying. Well, I, mean, I guess. I guess that's why it can't really. I right, mean, the right. movie, I guess that's the movie why it figures is. Yeah. out a way to like. Well, you did it, so the yeah. movie's going to get. This you. Isn't the whole thing the other person has to accept it? So, like, obviously, this isn't going to work because she can't accept it. Right, and I. Well, that's what I felt yeah. watching this, yeah. and that's why it didn't feel. It was all, even though yeah. I knew the it button was wasn't a, there. It was, it was just a vehicle. It was, it was an excuse vehicle, to have yeah. a cool cemetery scene, right? I mean, like that's why this is in there, right? That's very true. Like we really need some more gross stuff with this old lady. What can we do? That's very true. Yeah, thunder lightning and muddy grave like yeah. it, it'll and be guess, classic you right, know it has to give you that kind of psych out like that yeah, there's there's something. some redemption that she can get out of it right. it's just by passing the thing off but then that's mm-hmm. not accepting the uh, i, I yeah. guess like do, so do you guys see the people in the ring or in like it follows as being vic- as being villains because they pass it off to someone again not villains. uninvolved i think we got too harsh with villains yeah um, I think, yeah, I mean, once you once you hand it off to somebody, I think that's why they cut. We were saying uh, we were talking about on our ring episode, the American remake did cut out a scene where they because uh, it's in the deleted mm-hmm. features on the disc where they just drop it off at a, at a blockbuster, which is what I would for sure do. Yeah. But that, I mean, that morally compromises them. Yeah. I guess like the way it is right now, it's like, well, we're going to make, you know, dad watch it. Dad's going to have to make somebody else watch it. And then, right. so at some point, yes, you are going to have to make that kind of, uh, you know, yeah, you're, you're right. But that's somebody. what I'm saying. Do you think that that makes someone like an antagonist then putting think- their own survival ahead of someone else's? Because that's what you're doing. Well, yeah. If you're just choosing somebody and like you, I mean, you're going to suffer. So I don't. Have no, to. you're assuming they're going to pass it on to somebody else, just like the ring, and it follows. I think the ring thing. You're supposed to give them the. This is how you get out of it. Too. Yeah, you give them the instructions. Right. It, yeah. Well, that's, that's what that's what again, it follows. You're those morally too, like you know. Yeah. Well, if this person doesn't, are you not culpable then? If they just give it to somebody and don't tell them. Mm-hmm. 
then is it weaponized? I think it's, you know, once it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands. I think what I think it is for me, I think it's the bank thing. I think it's back to the financial shit where she waits so long to the end of the movie to be like, I could have got her the loan. Like I felt like I already knew that. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. Well, she always knew that. That's not what it was about. It was, she knew she could give it to her. It was, the choice was, do I want this promotion or not? Or do the right thing. Yeah. That's the other. That's but the, that's that, the other. Yeah. Thing. I can either it was never right a question thing. of, can I get the yeah. loan or not? And she right. may have got the promotion even if she had done the right thing. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. That's but like I said, the boss is tipping yeah. the scales I by agree. saying, well, yeah. banks yeah. make yeah. a lot of money by foreclosing on homes. So. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting. It's an interesting movie. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she, she gets back to hell. <laughs> <laughs> With her eyes That's all like, bugging out. Right, and the, yeah, it's that was a good. creepy yeah. Let's not forget thing. this movie. She gets dragged to hell at the end. Yeah. Boom, cut have, to credits. Cut to, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's how you do it. Like, if you're going to wait for that at the end, great. Literally yeah. clapped. There was, yep. a, there was a lot of menthol stick crying in this movie, though. You guys notice how red everybody's fucking eyes and eyelids were in this movie when they're crying? Yeah. Menthol sticks everywhere. Justin Long, especially at that last yeah. shot, I was like, oh boy, they really got you good with that one. It's yeah. it's coming out hard. For the folks at home who don't know what the menthol, st- yeah. menthol stick is. You rub it on your eyelids, and it makes your... like. The menthol goes up into your eyes and makes you tear up. And that's how you get the tears that come down the middle of your eyelids. <laughs> um, because when you cry naturally, it doesn't come down the middle. Sure it comes does. down the side. Yeah. See, uh, last time yeah. I cried, it definitely came down the middle. <laughs> but it's not like... It <laughs> <laughs> did for real? Yes, yes well, it really did. Because but, I, I noticed were that. Were you staring at yourself in the mirror? <laughs> but that's how people are able to deliver a monologue while they're crying in a movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like it's literally just a menthol stick right. making you your eyes water. You You're not sobbing and right. like heaving. When you have to you know? a monologue but you can't get into that mental space and you have to deliver that monologue 20 times to get the right shot yeah Yeah, they just like but you can always tell because their eyelids like the bottom ones especially because they usually rub it on your bottom eyelid it's real red and puffy and and then sometimes their eyes will get really bloodshot yeah Mm -hmm. and especially if someone's just like talking like this but yet they're crying for sure menthol Mm -hmm. like for sure it's an actor or a crutch it's a tool that I mean models do it too and stuff that's how I learned about it there are actors who actually get them themselves to cry so yeah. you're saying that the actors who cry for real better actors i'm just saying you can stick. usually yeah. if someone's for real crying their uh, eyes are not red if they, cry so. for real, they just had more trauma in their life. Yeah. that's no. yeah. so they're easily yeah. they can access better that. actors yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah okay well okay so that's drag to hell we are going to tell you whether or not you should watch drag to hell but first of drag all we're drag going me to, to drag, hell. god damn it you're absolutely right I'm sorry, should, I said we're drag them to hell. Yeah, drag me to hell. Um, but first, we're going to read some of your mail. In order to do that, we're going to have to summon our mailman, and his name is Igor. Bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. How many times do you think Igor's been dragged to hell? I'm betting it's a bunch. <laughs> I think he, like, when we're not recording, that's where he's hanging out. Yeah, he just, yeah, like, yeah. He just, he just hitches a ride there. It does smell yeah. of sulfur in here. He right drags now. people. He's a frequent flyer down there, so. yeah. It's, I feel like it's very slow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's hell. It's, it's got to be torturous, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think, he, I think he tries to coax people, but no one ever goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to let you know how you can join this interactive portion of our show. All you got to do is follow along on our social media, such as Facebook, Facebook.com slash Freak Show, or Twitter at Sat Freak Show. Our non-social media, you can email us directly. <laughs> Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. 
Or you can follow along on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. That's the only way we talk. We just email each other. (laughs) Well, about tonight's movie, Drag Me to Hell. Pat Hetfield writes in and says, I love Drag Me to Hell. Some of the comedy is, in my mind, inappropriately over the top. And there's one unfortunate (laughs) CGI scene which would have been better served if it was done practically. Oh, you know, I know. The oh, we didn't even talk about the anvil. Yeah, it was the oh, anvil. Oh, the fu- but- there's a fucking anvil. Like- Lis- listeners, oh. if you've ever seen an anvil in real life, tell us about where and when you saw it. I'm, I'm it- guessing Renaissance Fair. And was yeah. it tied to a pulley to a ceiling yeah. ready to fall In a garage? People? Yeah. yeah. Literally. Like, I have nowhere else to store this. literally a Roadrunner and Coyote cartoon. Yeah. Have you ever seen, uh, remember Twister where they go into the barn and yeah. the shopper and are like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, that's what I felt. Like, what are you doing? That's the way that Sam Raimi feels everybody's great it's a horror movie garage the only time i've so. ever seen an anvil is like a blacksmith at a re- reenactment yeah. like right. mid like a renaissance yeah. fair yeah or something yeah that's yeah like, but there's like yeah. a scene like she ends up the old woman ghost puts her like whole hand, arm whole arm in allison loman's uh mouth and then the anvil squishes her head and her eyeballs pop out oh, and hit yeah. allison loman in the face and it's like all cg and it it's looks bad. terrible yeah. and again it's a scene like if you cut that out of the movie you lose nothing you wouldn't have lost yeah that. You, yeah you really could have that feels like an add-on to an unrated part but i did enjoy an arm in the mouth that whole thing <laughs> looked freaky the anv- was i was just too focused on the anvil <laughs> well especially point. she cuts the rope with an ice skate yeah yeah so it's so cartoony like it's just yeah, they really could have yeah. just taken that scene out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, Pat says, overall, I really enjoyed Sam Raimi's return to horror, even appreciating the blatant Evil Dead callbacks, and I can't wait for his return to the genre. Uh, Amos Martinez asks, this is an Evil Dead movie, true or false? I mean, that goat is directly from Evil Dead, so yes. It, I could see it being the same universe for sure. This sure. Se- honestly, I could see this being like a season of Ash versus Evil Dead. It seems like something they I would mean, deal with. The car's there, so. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. The we Delta discussed, Olds. Yeah. We yeah, discussed yeah. the car is probably the thing yeah. that's causing all these problems in Sam, Ra- yeah. Sam Raimi's movie. Could definitely be a shared universe. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Kryptonian Orphan says, uh, Drag Me to Hell is classic Raimi. It has creepy characters, cheesy, awesome practical effects, over-the-top protagonists, and charming, misunderstood villains. I love this movie, especially the ending, bleak as it is. Uh, Great choice, gang. Perfect movie for the freak show. Thanks. Sometimes bleak is like... When it's not overly depressing, it's say, really good. Say, yeah, possession's yeah. pretty bleak. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it back up. Well, Why would you bring that up? I mean, that whole movie I'm in a good was headspace bleak, right now. You know, like <laughs> the movie had no upswing ever. So, well, India Murphy writes in and says, "If I recall, this whole movie is an unsubtle metaphor for eating disorders, bulimia in particular." I can yeah. see that. That's part of it. Because there is like a whole thing where I guess she used to be heavier, then mm-hmm. she lost weight, and then she, every time we see her in like a uh, stressful, stressful situation, she, but it's she, like, she's like stress cream. eats, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know if I see that it is, as a... That is a really subtle, not, dark undertone that I did not pick yeah. Well, it's, I don't think it's as much as... I don't think well, she's movie trying to metaphor. purge no. this thing from her. Yeah. You it's, know? it's a guilt. The whole mm-hmm. thing's a guilt thing. Uh, Travis Legler says, I like this movie when it came out. I kept waiting for Bruce Campbell to show up somewhere, but Sam's Delta 88 did. I found the goat scene really creepy, but it put a smile on my face. The ending always kind of bugged me. I'm not that big a fan of it. However, overall, this is a creepy, fun movie. Perfect for this time of year. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it has good fall atmosphere. Yeah. Some good yeah. Even though the opening credits, like the music, everything, it just got me all in the spooky, spooky mood. And that cemetery scene, that was the ultimate spooky. Yeah. Will this being yeah. sustained next week? Stay tuned. Uh, about last week's movie, we watched uh, Malignant. Peter Gatt says, 
It had an interesting twist, but by the time it was revealed, I had lost interest and was watching on autopilot. Oh, and the lead female cop reminded me of Wanda Sykes. Yeah. She's definitely like poor man's Wanda yeah. Sykes, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I looked her up, but I couldn't, uh, I didn't recognize like, a lot of the other stuff. I'd never seen been. her before, yeah. Um, the previous week, we watched Ring or Ring You. Uh, Grant Parrish says, okay, so I listened to the podcast and I have seen the American remake, but why is there a videotape? I understand that the plot needs there to be a videotape. I'm just not sure how the plot accounts for the tape. Please and thank you. Yeah, no, I, that's a I question never I would thought like of to that. Know. That's a question I would like to know as well. Yeah. Plot hole. Yeah. Colin, uh, <laughs> since you've uh, seen all 38 of these movies, did they ever explain it? Yeah, well, I thought the American remake like, the American tries remake to blatantly to? do it, that she projects these uh, visions, even when, because it's all about like the little girl's psychic, right? Or yeah, she can yeah. project her thoughts. In the American one, they make it explicit that she's like burning uh, artwork into the walls of, you know, like her, her bedroom. Okay. Uh, I think both of them have the idea that the original videotape is found at the cabin that's built right over her burial place, the well where she's in. Yeah. So she has somehow, in that first one, they say they recorded a channel that wasn't supposed to be there. They were okay. supposed to record right, a right, video right, game, right, but right. they rec- or not a video, a baseball game, and they recorded something else. And so right. it's a psychic okay. projection in, because she's right okay, below okay, her. Right. And in Ringu, there they were like, okay. there's a channel that only comes in down on that, that certain yeah, place yeah, yeah. Okay. where they found it. Okay, okay so they did, they did do it. Okay. So there she's like go. infiltrated this frequency and got she it. Only yeah. because she has they're, her own. they're right over because right. they're right there. She has, her own, she has her own cable access show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my God, I want that skit. Yeah. How has SNL or even Mad TV not done that yet, right? I want It's like Wayne's World, but it's tobacco. Yeah. Projecting your thoughts. I don't know. I know they did a Demon Wayne's World <laughs> version at one point. Well, we were also talking on the Ring episode about the uh, multitude of sequels and kind of branching sequels and that they have kind of their own, uh, like, choose your own adventure yeah. uh, pathway through them. And Mark Harrison says, this is getting into the Italian series level of sequel confusion. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, he's talking true. about, like, demons or something. Yeah. There's like 16 of those. Well, yeah, and the demons all, yeah. and uh, House of the Blind Dead. And yeah, isn't that one, like, isn't there some? Well, demons specifically, they have movies that aren't demons right. movies that are renamed as and a zombie. sequel. But the actual sequel, yeah, zombies. Zombies yeah, 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 one of them the other one sure. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, thank you all very much for writing them. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, thank um, you. And thanks for listening. Now we're going to go around the table and tell you what we oh, thought. <gasps> You're not going first. <laughs> Michaela. <All> Rude. <laughs> Michaela's going Rude. first. Rude. <laughs> um, I think this movie has a lot of interesting things going for it. I mean, obviously, Sam Raimi returning to the genre uh, is always going to draw an audience, and it's always... A good. I love seeing a director return to their genre. I wish they never would have left in the first place. If it was up to me, you make a good horror movie. That's what you're doing for the rest of your life. But Marvel will come in and scoop you up now after one movie. So um, I like that there is this story of this woman operating under misogyny, under capitalism, under elitism. Like she just can't get a break. She's getting it from all sides. And all she wants is to be rewarded for doing a good job mm-hmm. at her work and like man some of those conversations in this first act and we was like I, this is too real i've i've heard this before like you just do this one thing and you'll get a promotion it's yeah. all it's all stick and no carry you know yeah. like that this is corporate life unfortunately i feel like it's never going to change and this is how it's always been and it's just like 
that's the horrifying part to me is like wow this is reality and there's no way i can escape this you know the rest was fun this made me feel bad yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and i think it's like i don't think she deserved anything that happened to her in this movie like it's which is a really interesting position to take as a filmmaker right it's really interesting to challenge your audience to be like you're gonna watch this person that you're gonna sympathize with a lot go through some serious shit and guess what that's it. That's the story. Yeah. She goes through some shit and she gets she literally gets dragged to hell. Dragged Have fun with it. You know, that's a ballsy stance to take. Mm-hmm. So I respect that a lot. I'm a little on the fence because this movie is just so fucking gross. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's yeah. just so even, gross. Uh, we barely mentioned it, the the throwing up of bugs on her face. Yeah. She had this poor actress had maggots in her mouth. Like, and that's like that there's a pile there's yeah. a bloody pussy eye in her cake yeah and yeah. oh a fly goes in her mouth it's like so that's gross, gross. Too. Oh, yeah that was, yeah. that was so gross that, we, we had problems with the movie but when that fly thing was happening i was just like nope uh, no, 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 no 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 oh yeah there's yeah. an uh, audible so reaction gross. yes uh, in the room. Uh, things colin and uh, like don't like animal trauma the cat right. stuff was like that's so unnecessary it's so inconsequential to the movie you know like i don't it, it's just a misdirect. That's all it is. So I don't like care for that. But it's an original property by a horror legend. I feel like you got to recommend it based on that, right? Like, we didn't know what we had in 2009. I would love for a movie like this to come out now, you know? Like, um, I think I, I just Sam Raimi needs to stop doing the Oz Green powerful shit. I don't care about his Doctor Strange movie because I really don't feel like it's going to be Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange, you know? Um, but. This movie has a lot going for it. I think it's definitely worth a watch. I think that it's sadly seems a little lost to the sands of time. I feel like like it has its small people be like, oh yeah, I think I saw that, and that's like it. You know, I I mean, I had seen this before. I saw it when it came out, and I remembered almost none of it. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think I would definitely recommend it because there's enough good stuff going here. If you've seen the Evil Dead's, you kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the Evil Dead movies, maybe don't watch it because you probably won't like this either. Mm-hmm. But I recommend it, Holly. What do you think? Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of good stuff in this. There's some things that I didn't care for. Um, it is really fucking disgusting, and I I did not. I mean, sometimes I like gross in these. Like you know, we we watched some Peter Jackson. That was pretty disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, see, I feel like this was on the same level as that. Yeah, those were it was. Both it was. Gross. Um, yeah, man, it was really gross. Maybe not as sustained as that movie. Yeah, is, yeah, but, yeah. Man, it was gross. Um, but it just slaps you in the face with it in this movie. Like <laughs> it does. Slaps you in the face with grossness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they could have shaved off a lot of this movie, I think. It, it did feel like... It was going at a pretty good clip there for a while, and then it got towards the weird ending, second ending stuff, and I was like, mm, they could have shaved off a lot of this. Um, I, I, I'm very curious if... Nor- like standard audiences would have been fooled by the the coin button swap. I always wonder too. I'm very curious because I instantly think of like other friends that I have that they go to the movies just for like I just want to go to the movies. They don't sit and analyze things. So I wonder if this would if this would have worked what on some of them. What a blissful life that must be. <laughs> to just like not analyze a movie, just sit and right, take it in and then be like, that was a movie I experienced and then right? never think about it again. When right? Did they, when did they invent the button where you can literally just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just shut Pretty off. pictures. I mean, yeah. I, w- I will say smoking weed makes you dumber so that you're more surprised by the twists. So that's why I like <laughs> I it because I'm like, oh shit, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Just do that for now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of details that like 
me personally, and I feel like everyone at this table here probably could have, we could have done without some of the, the scenes that they added at the end there. Um, but yeah, although I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's, it's a good time. Um, it's, it's definitely spooky. There's, there was definitely some scenes that actually got me with the, with the jump scares, mm. which anymore is hard to do. So it was a pretty effective movie. I, I like the I like the mythology um, of the Lamia. I think that was really cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, we've seen it before. Like the you know, give the gift and you give the curse away, that kind of thing. Um, but I always I was like a good demon story. I don't know. I dug it. Yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. Could have shaved off a little bit. It was a little gross. Didn't love the middle part of the end there, but I did like the ending where she actually gets dragged to hell. I know that's mm-hmm. that's um, controversial with some people. But I dug it. I was into it. So, yeah, I would recommend Drag Me to Hell. Colin, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the strongest horror movies of the 2000, of that decade. Uh, and I think that's because it's so... I like movies that don't, like, have a sequel, like, built into them. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't need yeah. to see another one. Like, I just like the story. Uh, yeah, I mean, it has elements of, you know, Night of the Demon or Casting the Runes or whatever. You guys should check that out. It's yeah. a pretty good, you know older movie uh, that goes after the same kind of thing. But um, <clears throat> I do wonder if Alison Lohman was miscast. I'm not sure. There's something, and maybe it's just my own personal reaction to her. There's something where she needs to be, I don't know, like calibrated up a notch. This could be the direction also. I don't know. It, it Especially in that like last third of the movie, it's just not... She is a calmer yeah, actress. She is because yeah. there's there's the whole thing with like the cat, you know, it's like, well, we you, you, we have a cat and she the way she plays it off, it's yeah, like yeah. it's that a was joke a really, that was weird. It just doesn't yeah. and I'm like, is it her? Is it Sam Raimi? Is it I just I don't know. Well, Colin, I think like if you if you've watched Ash versus Evil Dead, Dana De Lorenzo is basically like in a lot of these same positions as this character, and I think she's a really good She's especially bad, yeah. compared to her yeah, i feel like if yeah. you would cast someone like a dana de lorenzo yeah, you, know, you know now that you say that i'm yeah. like yeah I she, imagine her in this movie yeah. right because she, she's yeah. so effortlessly charming yeah. too and pulls so off maybe the horror stuff really well yeah i yeah. don't know I mean, yeah and i also think like uh the music i mean i know i'm like i'm giving criticisms on the stuff but the, the music is like very uh it the mood the music is making a serious horror movie and like this tragic you know romance kind of thing but that is at odds with Sam Raimi's tone. Sam Raimi is a guy who's sitting back there like a little kid going, look at I'm going to splash all this. Look at they're going to be grossed out by this. And it worked like crazy. That's part of his, like you go to see a Sam Raimi horror movie, you're expecting that it's going to gross you out. It's yeah. like, it's not like brutality gore. It's like, but he knows, you know, yeah. that you don't like uh, things coming out of noses and out of mouths and pus and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he leans into it with a glee, you know, that I think is what makes the Sam Raimi stamp and that mm-hmm. and all of his crazy camera work when people are getting thrown around and, you know, everything's vibrating and shaking and uh, just this kind of like he puts the accelerator down and you go from like zero to 60 and a, a cut, you know, um, all of this makes it extremely entertaining uh, mm-hmm. to watch. I really loved watching all of this movie. Uh, I think in the end, there's some missteps, you know, which kind of keep it away from being like an all timer. But yeah. I think, you know, as time goes on and other movies kind of fall away uh, that you're like, well, that one wasn't, was it better than drag me to hell? And you're like, no, drag me to hell actually does stand out in my mind mm-hmm. as uh, like a really good um a really good movie 
really good horror movie, uh, uh, highlight of Sam Raimi's filmography to me and of that decade. So I'm going to say it's one of the best uh, horror movies of the uh, 2000s. I would definitely recommend it. Mm -hmm. Sean, what do you think? Um, I agree with all of you. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next week. (laughs) Next next week. Um, No, uh, this was my first time watching it tonight, and this movie is a hell of a lot of fun. uh, Holly said she's like it's a little gross I'm like give me the gross like yeah. I, you said it the glee in which he puts this stuff on screen I like that because I'm not, you know I think we all share that glee at some point mm-hmm. um, I, I it's um, it's a fun story um, it's I mean it's scary at times like the I mean that the fight scene in the garage and everything like there's a lot to love about this movie um, I think you know we talked about we talked about what we talked about how it's got some problems and everything maybe some miscasting that back end sure does kind of, it feels like we're going backwards. Like I said, but I mean, this is a good, this is a fun time. This is good. Um, it is, it's creepy. It's gross. Uh, it's perfect, perfect for the spooky season. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen this, I think you have to see it. Like, I think it's, it's pretty damn great. So, uh, entertain the hell out of me. I recommend it. Drag me to hell. That's a good movie. Yeah. All right. I think that's freak show approved. I think so. That's good. All right. Well, we're carrying on the spooky season. Uh, next week, it's going to be who's who's picking next week? Michaela. I should have said just Colin. Just <laughs> yeah. like Fuck. everybody's like pointing, but you yeah. yell it out. Yeah, Michaela. Michaela. What are we watching next week? We are in the spooky season. It's spooky doing? season, and we haven't done a werewolf movie in a long Ooh. time. Oh. So we're going to cross a big one off the list with Ginger Snaps. Nice. Ah, nice. Yeah. All right, nice. Ginger Snaps next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. We hope you'll join us. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.